0: Welcome to Everything's Not Fine. I'm Kelly Budnick.
1: And I'm Nicole Allen. You know, we're two friends that have done a lot of life together. (laughs) Yeah, but sometimes it can feel really lonely, especially in this era of filtered pics and curated highlight reels. So we're here to remind you
0: that you're not alone. Life can be messy and crazy and great all at the same
1: time. We're so glad you're here to join us in our unfiltered and no BS reel talk. Because everything's not fine. Good morning. Good morning. Most people probably don't even listen to this in the morning, but good morning to you anyway. (laughs) Yes, it's a new moment. So yeah. good morning to your new moment. That's right. Good morning to having the free time to stick in AirPods or push play wherever it is that you have a few minutes to listen to us talk about craziness, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all that life breaks us. I love how you put a positive spin on it. I'm like, we're going to talk about all the shit in the world today. Like <laughs> We're going to talk about the possibilities of life. Same, same. (laughs) Oh, I have got to say, I don't know where my brain is going to go today because she's functioning on very little. I have spent the week with my bonus nieces and nephew, ages six, three, and two. And your girl is out of practice. So, I got home last night to some teenage drama, and I was like, "Shit, I don't know which is worse: kid drama or teenage drama." (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) bed. I "I can't deal with you. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) You will survive till morning this (laughs) night. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, I'm excited to share that adventure with you all today. I am impressed. I am impressed. You're very kind. I don't know. How was your
0: week? It was good. Work was crazy busy. So that's that. I did get to see a couple of people that I haven't seen for a long time and reconnect, um, you know, with different ones. And one of our dear friends just found out that I dear as in long time haven't, uh, spent a lot of time with, but, uh, anyway, that the husband has cancer and all these things. So we just had this like heart wrench moment of like, you know, and he's in his fifties, it's just like, this is not what the hell world. Yeah. So, you know, one thing I will say that we just kind of keep hitting against is like, man, so many people are just going through it Yes. and I don't know what it is about. I mean, it seems like health stuff, especially. Yeah. There's just, I feel like at every freaking turn.
1: Yeah. And
0: I don't know if that's because we have this world of social media where we are just exposed to more mm-hmm. or if it's this like COVID, you know, world where maybe stuff didn't get addressed right away because yeah. we were fearful and so then things are just on a like more serious level. Yeah. Um when they finally have or or if there's something in the fricking water, but I'm not cool with it.
1: Yeah. I'm done. No more. Yeah.
0: So And yeah.
1: I I think like the baseline of life is already so um tense and stressful and so whenever we do hear about you know this person or that person or this situation or that like not even health related but just like every other little ding in the armor feels so impactful because we're already just so spent yeah that's probably a big part of it you're probably right mm-hmm. like
0: just but there is like, a shit ton going on there is a lot of like yeah Whoa. But it does kind of have that like, oh, my God. Yes. Stop.
1: <laughs> yes. Everybody stop. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So well, um, makes me wonder, like, how are our poor kids, you know, like those who are old enough to be – aware of everything that's going on, but not necessarily developed enough to like process it. I'm shit. I'm not developed enough to process it. So I don't know. <laughs> but you know, like that age of young person, how are they going to come out of all this time of life? Yeah. I've read things like our generation, <clears throat> Our parents were so stressed out all the time, and so we have a higher anxiety level, like, as our baseline because of that. Oh. And so then it makes me think, holy cow, if that happened, and there wasn't really all that much going on in the war. <laughs> I mean, there was the Cold War. Well, right. okay, know. there were things. But it wasn't, like, every day. You can't leave your house without being inundated with it. Mm-hmm. So... Oh shoot! I hope our poor kids don't have worse anxiety than we did.
0: They are well, gonna- The trajectory is there through the roof, actually. So far, I mean, I don't know about our specific children, but like overall, the oh, my specific children, yeah. <laughs> 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 I think, yeah, I think too. It is it the social media factor and the like inundated, constant information. Yes, you know there isn't that true rest. Like we were talking with some friends yesterday and they were saying, and they're like our parents' generation. Uh And they were saying, you know, when there was a point where they had decided to get cable or something, and then their kid was watching too much TV. And so they were just like, that's it. We're sending it back. And then they just cut it cold turkey because none of them cared. I mean, none of them were addicted except for the kid. And then like, he's like, suddenly our problem was solved. (laughs) I was like, so you know, in, in some ways, it was cute because he was saying, you know, I I think, I I think kids today, you know, could be benefited from that. Right. And I said, yes, I I don't disagree. I think that that's accurate. I said, but I also have to say, I think, the world with the internet, like, it ain't happening unless you're yeah. taking all devices away entirely. Right. Which if they're five, okay, but. If they're 15, like, it, it ain't happening. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if they don't have cable, they're on YouTube or they're
1: on, you know, just, like, on oh, their phone fine. streaming stuff. I don't. Like my kids don't watch television. And right. haven't since they were small. Right. The, like, television, it's pointless. Jim and I were just talking because we still have, like, our cable. And I'm like, we, well, first of all, we have our cable. And then we have every freaking streaming service. Yes, yes. What are we doing? I know
0: every time the the I the talk of like what are you watching these days? It's like oh well, Ted Lasso. Well, that's on Apple, and then okay, Yellowstone. Well, that's on. Do you have Comcast? That's on, and then it's also on Paramount. But then you know, and it
1: just like goes down the list, and everyone is on another freaking streaming thing, (laughs) and we are such. I keep thinking like I am the ultimate sucker. Because I'm also still paying for cable and yeah. but it's because packaged with my internet, which I can't get rid of. Correct. It's like basically nothing. So I, anyway. yeah, but well,
0: I, and the sports watchers, you know, like a lot of times you can't get that without that. Yes. So, so.
1: I did just say to Jim, um, football season is over. I'm going to get rid of our cable. And then by the time next football season comes around, you'll be able, we'll figure out what you're going to watch football on. Or you can have a standing date with a buddy at the local bar. I don't care. Like, I'm not keeping $100 plus of cable every month because football season comes around once a year. Like, no. I know. It's all we use our cable for is football. That's it. Yeah. The struggle is definitely real, admittedly. And I know there are apps out there that you can stream the football, so. I I, Yeah, I think
0: you're right. It's just a matter of really knowing what those are.
1: Yeah. And us
0: being like, whatever, I don't know.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's too hard. Yeah. But you know what? If it's not on the TV, I bet you it takes him all of 5.6 hot shit seconds to figure out which app he needs to stream it on. I think you're right.
0: So there we go. Necessity is the mother of invention, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So consider yourself warned, Jimmy. You got eight months or whatever to figure it out. <laughs> Perfect. Call them Comcast today. Ah,
0: seriously. I am excited about that damn Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. I am all of the memes. I am That's, all of the whatever. Is Like, that is
1: me. I don't care. I'm jacked. I, yeah. Put me in the stereotype wherever you want. I do not care.
0: Yep. Yeah, we all, we all, Erin and I both were like, oh my, oh my God. Mother, oh my God. Like, as we're watching it further and further, Ooh. like, ah, so great. Yeah. Oh, we're going to be there. I will see you for it. Oh, God. <laughs> and we will be dancing, friends. We will be dancing. Oh, good times.
1: Yeah. So excited. Anyway. So, yes. Um, Yeah. Now, I can't stop thinking about the Super Bowl halftime. I
0: know, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> well, the other thing that Aaron and I did.
0: <laughs> oh, go ahead. The other thing that Aaron and I did so, with this um, couple that's very close to us splitting up, we um, actually went down to where my husband was from and where I lived also, and at the beginning of our marriage, and got together with a couple of dear friends. That are, you know, a little closer to our parents' generation and just dear friends and mentors, Mm -hmm. and reconnected with them and kind of got some perspective. And just it was so fun to talk and connect and, you know, catch up on kind of what life is and everything, but also just to hear some love and truth about kind of the situation and their perspective on things. And I don't know, it was, it was very, you know, in some ways we felt really just kind of parented. And even though we're old and and it wasn't like, we're so desperate for that. At the same time, it was very comforting and heart filling. And just, um, I don't know if you listened to Glennon Doyle's podcasts that are like within the last week or so. She had a gal on there and blanking on her name, but she talked about, um, you know, sometimes it's like we complicate things so much. And one of the things sh- this gal said is, I want you to think about what feels warm to you. Mm-hmm. So do what feels warm, like what feels good, what feels right, like uh-huh. move in that direction and pursue what feels warm yeah, in your like inner soul. Yeah. And that was so... It was such a great way to say because I kept saying, I really want to get with these people and I don't even have a a like solid why Mm -hmm. um, or I feel stupid about that. Mm. And I just finally, once I I heard that, I thought it feels warm. It feels warm. It makes my heart feel warm. Yes. And I want to, I just, I like kind of need to just honor that because it just feels like warm and the right thing. And, um, and it was true. It did. It was just great to just be together. Yeah. So anyway, that was, it was super special, but we didn't get home until one 30 in the morning last night. So we're a little rummy.
1: Yes. Yeah. You're allowed. I'm yeah. allowed.
0: Yes, you are.
1: Um. Let's just turn this off right now and go take a nap. Perfect. My um. <laughs> <laughs> friends. No, I'm kidding. Um, that's so profound. And I think that, I just looked It's Martha Beck is the last yes. name on that, on the Glennon podcast. I think it's uh, knowing what your soul needs mm-hmm. is a skill that we <sighs> have to like mm-hmm. hone almost. And just being able to stop and take a minute and, see ourselves and see, you know, what's going, you know, take stock of what's going on inside and what do I need? And, and that's essentially what makes me feel warm or, yes, you know, or maybe it's what makes me feel energized. What makes me feel excited, you know, whatever we're struggling with at that time, if it's motivation, then what makes me feel, you know, electrified or whatever. But, um, just taking a minute to acknowledge where we are, what we're feeling and what we need. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And And giving us permission
0: ourselves. Yes. Permission to do that. Yeah. And to pursue that. And honestly, sometimes what feels warm is I need to walk. I need a little walk. I need to get outside. Right. Like, um, or turn off the devices or call a friend or whatever. Like, um, you know, I, I, it, it's, I like the simplicity of it. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes I do have that. Like we used to say, I don't know why I know it. I just know it in my nowhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Like sometimes I just have that, like, and I think we all do. I just know this is what I need. I know this is what I need to do or this is what um, is true. Right. And true in this circumstance. I just yeah. know it in my knower.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that um, it's something that we have lost is the ability, not the ability, the permission to trust our instincts, trust yourself, like just that inner trusting, that inner, um, like you said, the knowing. It's, yeah. that is... And in the rat race of life, I think that's um, one of the first things to go because mm-hmm. you have to be able to stop and quiet yourself and see yourself. And we had talked about um, <clears throat> just in our being seen series, we had talked about like, okay, friends and spouse and kids and you know motherhood or whatever like what other topics of being seen and I I said like um I really think there's something to like seeing yourself and this is what I was talking about this is not what we were planning to talk about today but that's kind of what I was talking about is um sometimes it's easier to see everyone else that you love and that you um you know, focus your time and attention on it's. If you love someone, you're going to see them. Yeah. Um, It is very hard to see ourselves and recognize ourselves. And part of that is a lack of love for ourselves, mm. a lack of time and attention. And I'm not talking like self-care, like take a bath and, you know, paint your nails or whatever, like, the self-care that is like tending to the well, this is sounds cheesy and poetic, but like tending to the garden of your soul. Like yeah. actually like spending the time with your hands in the dirt and pulling the weeds and like going through your your thoughts and your mind and your your heart and your soul and um recognizing what is not serving you Mm -hmm. and refilling that with nourishment of of whatever it is and well i'm really on a tangent here but um that's how we begin to see ourselves is with our hands in the dirt of our soul you know in and really knowing ourselves and that's how we can kind of activate our knower again and And our intuition of what best serves me, mm-hmm. what feels warm to me, what do I need to do for me, and then going with it, like yeah,
0: I I think in that same the same vein, the um giving ourselves permission, yes, the permission that we so easily give someone else, yes, but having to give ourselves the permission. To And I was just thinking, you know, part of that inner of like, it's not, like you said, it's not just like permission to go take a bath, permission to like sit on the couch. It's sometimes it's permission to feel. Yes. Feel what it is that you're feeling. You feel turmoil. I feel like I want to spin out. Okay. Permission to take a a tiny, like, whether it's a, I'm going to walk. And I'm just going to ruminate on what it is that I'm feeling right yes. now.
1: Yes. And what
0: is my knower trying to tell me? I'm yes. going to give myself permission to listen to that for yes. a second instead of push it aside.
1: Right. And
0: maybe that's some of us, you know, Enneagram aggressive types because we push our side aside our feelings. Exactly. But not all. It's other people too, other types. Yeah. But the like, sometimes I have to give – And I'm telling myself this, not because I do it, but I have to give myself permission to just feel and and ruminate on what it is that I'm actually my body
1: or my mind or my soul is actually trying to even tell me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing, at least for me, the risk in letting myself feel is then I have to do something about it. Yep. If I'm if I'm feeling sad, if I'm feeling worried, if I'm feeling whatever, if I'm aware of how I'm feeling, um, then I have to act on it. And yep. um, no thanks. Like <laughs> right. no I thanks. Mean, obviously I'm getting better about that, but um the same can be said, the risk in seeing ourselves and knowing ourselves is the same as the risk of seeing and knowing someone else like that deep caring. Well, then there's a drive to invest in that and to tend, you know, pay attention or assure or love. And if we're so busy seeing our children, seeing our spouse, seeing our work life, seeing whatever, it's like, well, I don't have, I don't have time. I don't have capacity to give that to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, Like, Oh, and I used to say even before I started therapy, I'll start therapy when I have time to fall apart. I don't have time to fall apart right now, so I'm not starting therapy. Like, yes. Absolutely, that is how I felt and how I acted on it. Um, and in some ways, I mean, truthfully, I didn't have time to fall. Right. Apart. Only one or two people could be falling apart in this place. Yes, all time. Absolutely, and so
0: I was just thinking the same thing. Like sometimes there's a real skill set in that. Like, yeah. that's just life. Like, yeah. you, okay, well, I'll fall apart tomorrow because yeah. <laughs> I can't do it today. But don't but it off for years. <laughs> that's exactly. But the <laughs> ability to push it off and push it off and never revisit, never, yeah, whatever, is the where that that problem comes because yes. at the end of the day, as you've experienced, as most of us probably have in whatever portion, mm-hmm. uh the day of reckoning will come <laughs> oh, okay. ready or not. So we may as well try to yeah. not have to push it to that point.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think as women and young mothers, we, um, it's probably where we develop that. Um, we are constantly, and I know there's so much talk about, um, For moms, like, you can't put yourself last. You have to put yourself on the priority list. You have to, like... Right. And and I get that. Yes, absolutely. That's true. But, or and, um, as young moms, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? And, And here's how I know. I just spent a week with tiny people. There were some days I didn't eat. Like... I mean, granted, I'm doing this intermittent fasting thing, and it kind of helped. Right. Jim Jim picked me up in the car last night. He's like, holy shit, you've lost weight. (laughs) I'm like, damn it. So it is possible. Now I just have to do the work. Um, But I – or I would, like – and granted, I was doing, like, all the anti-things. I was making every moment special – Which is not conceivable for a mom.
0: No, it's not realistic or how that actually goes. Yeah. Yeah. You do that maybe a few times a week or maybe once a day
1: tops. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay. You can have one thing that you want today. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But like every day was Christmas. So all of that aside, like I would be so like my just every hair on standing on end of like electricity of. I don't even know what chaos probably. And I would just go sit on the toilet and be like, Oh, I gotta go pee. I'm also going to breathe while I'm here. Yes. And then you know, that old adage of the tiny little fingers under the door and you know, it is real. You don't even have that time. All of that to say we train ourselves during that time.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I, we don't see ourselves. We don't see what our needs are. We can't. We're. I mean, it feels like we can't. We're putting everybody else's needs. We're doing all of the things. We're making all of the sandwiches and giving all of the snacks and um, whatever. And there's no time to feel or check in with ourselves or any of it. And so that becomes our way of life and as time goes on we just keep pushing it down pushing it down pushing it down whatever it is we're needing feeling how how we need to tend to ourselves and that just makes a really bad system of life for us yeah so i mean i just i felt that this week and i mean i babysat all the littles of my family many times, but never for like this long amount of time, this concentrated, you know, in their home, in their space, in their routine, taking someone to school every morning. Like it was, I was back in it. And um, it it really brought up a lot of those old feelings in me. Mm-hmm. Like when I was able to walk away from it and like on the plane ride home last night, like just thinking, Wow. I used to do that every day. Yeah. I used to feel it every day and it reminded me of why I wasn't on my priority list. Yeah. Boy, no kidding. Huh? And, um, really like thinking about, gosh, when could I have put myself back on the list? You know, how soon could I have really put myself on the list? Not that you should ever take yourself off. I'm not, like, you really shouldn't. But honest to God, I don't know how you don't. Yep. Like, I just don't. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, for a lot of people, there's another parent or, you know, some way of having help. But even then you're both just in the thick of it. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you do it in this world with little children. Thank God. I never, ever, ever, ever have to do it again. Ever, ever. Well, you'll be
0: a grandparent baby at some point, but I will, but you won't have to, that's a different game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I don't, that whole experience just made my heart just ache especially as we've been talking about motherhood these last couple of weeks, Um, it's so fresh on my mind, but it just made my heart ache for all of us new parents and new moms that are, that are so pressured to do things, you know, like what the hell do you do without screen time? I just kept putting those little suckers in front of a movie or, you know, giving them my iPad (laughs) and that's, So that's, you know, so, um, you're not supposed to let your kids have screen time now. Like my babies were born when baby Einstein was invented and we were making them smarter as like infants, putting them in front of the TV. And that shit never ended. Like, yeah, my kids were TV kids and I didn't feel one ounce of guilt about it. (laughs) And now I feel, feel that I did feel guilty at
0: times, but I, but I, yeah, no. at least there was the baby Einstein
1: thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I just put my kids in front of all those educational shows and right. No guilt, no guilt. Yeah. These poor people, they have guilt about everything.
0: Friggin' everything. I do. I frequently have that same feeling for parents, but you know, what's funny. Talk about again it's easy to see other people
1: yeah. and then
0: you don't see yourself yeah. because let me tell you the experience I had literally last week I was in bed and I was talking with Aaron and a Facebook memory came up of our kids from like when they were like three and four mm. and they were so cute and like squishy and yeah. all of the things. And I was like, Oh, that was so fun. And then I had this wave of I was a shit mom. Mm. Like wash over me. And I had this like, remember how their little arms would like hug your neck because they're so tiny, you know, and they just hug you so tight. And I just thought I didn't appreciate it. I didn't, I didn't feel it all in the moment, the way that you should quote unquote Yeah, feel it. I didn't love every second. And I just had this wave of like, Oh my God, I think I was terrible. I think I was, You know, this, like, unattentive and, like, didn't. Yeah. Whatever. And I couldn't stop crying. Like, I just had this, like, it's so ridiculous because my brain says, I don't think I was that bad. Like, even, you know, and it's not, I'm not saying that because I, like, want affirmation. Yeah. But it's, it, to me, it. Just highlighted the amount of pressure yes. that we, moms especially, but I think parents, but that we can put on ourselves that like, no matter how much effort you put in, how much you're doing, that there's just always that voice that wants to tell you you're it's not enough. Right. And that you're not appreciating it enough and you're not you know, seeing all of the things enough and you're not valuing your kids enough and you're not, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it took my breath away how quickly that just whoosh, like this huge wave that just knocked me on my ass. Wow. And damn, like, that was like friggin' 11 or 12 years ago, first off. Yeah, that that time of life even was 13 years ago. Anyway, but like, we still can't win, right? Like, it's so, it's so shocking how quickly that can happen to all of us. Yeah. And that pressure and, and shame or Mm -hmm. whatever that we just aren't enough. It's overwhelming.
1: Yeah, it is. It is, and it, it isn't it interesting how you don't know when it's going to hit you, like that situation. You just, <coughs> yeah, me, could be going through life, <laughs> right? <laughs> years later, <laughs> and um, it it does. It just it just knocks the wind out of you. And I don't know how about you. So like, there is just that young parents, you know, there's that meme of like, enjoy every second or nice. enjoy every minute. And, right. and young parents are like, fuck you. I can't. <laughs> and, and, and you can't, and you shouldn't, but it comes from this place from those of us who are older and looking back and even like our parents and the older people who really are like, Oh, enjoy every minute. It's so precious. And, and even still I'm like, no, it ain't, but, (laughs) but it comes from a place of like, Oh, I, I do miss those grubby little hands and you know, all of that. And, And you have that, we have that aching in us for just one more minute of that just to feel that again. And so it's hard not to tell someone in the thick of it, like, Oh God, enjoy it. You yes, know, yes. it's, it's so, it comes from a place of us yearning and missing for, for those that moment. Those feelings, yeah. um, Which I do. And I have so much lately, you know, I think in the transitions of life, with having a kiddo move out and all of that, it's like, Oh God, I should have, I knew it was going to go fast, but I should have enjoyed it more. I, I, I wish I could have enjoyed it even more. And especially like knowing for me, I was so depressed for some years. And so I really, and and I know a lot of us are the same way. Like I was just mentally maybe halfway there, you know, and some of, you know, with Jordan, like, I was depressed anyway, but then with Jordan, I had postpartum depression, and shit, there's a whole year there I don't even remember. Like, literally, I see pictures of myself in that moment, and I don't remember being there, but also, my eyes are so vacant that I know I wasn't there. Right. Um, And, what was my point? Like, I, I, I do feel that guilt of, like, oh, God, I wasn't there. Like... I was not a great mother during those years. I was depressed and struggling and, you know, whatever. I wish I could go back and do that again. But. And I know that's where a lot of that yearning comes from of wanting to go back, but that, I guess my thought is none of us do it perfectly. And we're all going to look back and have a yearning of some kind. Yep. And that like, and maybe some of that yearning is, I wish I would have done things differently, but it's, it's really just a yearning of love of like, at least for, for me, it's that yearning of that in the midst of it all, you're focused more on the hardness of it and the difficulty. But when you look back, it's just missing the love and the feelings of yeah. how beautiful it was. It's like childbirth. You know, you don't remember the pain of it <laughs> right. as much as you just remember the beauty of what you got out of it. And Anyway, my point is when we say (sighs) enjoy every minute, that's what we mean is, yes, it fucking sucks and it's hard (laughs) and it's exhausting and you are not on the priority list and everything about it in the right now is really hard. Yeah. But try to find a minute where you just enjoy the love and the beauty of it because you're going to miss that. Yep. And, but I definitely back to this last week for me, like, <laughs> it didn't take long for me to be like, yep, yep. I remember why I wanted it to end and I couldn't wait for bedtime and like,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's amazing yeah. how that those old feelings you're like oh hello familiar old friend yes (laughs) and not even all negative but just all like holy crap it's just a lot yes and a lot coming at you and a lot of needs at you at once and the juggling and like oh (laughs) yeah you just got thrown back in the deep end of the pool you didn't get there's no wading in you know, you're Talk just about no.
1: thrown back in the deep into the pool, 50 pounds heavier and 25 years older. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> that is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew there was an end. Like I knew when the end was going to be. Oh, so funny. The night before they were flying home, I got a text like, call us when you get the kids to bed. And I. They, where they were, there had been a snowstorm. And I was like, if they're calling to say their flight's delayed and they can't fly out tomorrow, I'm literally going to die.
0: Like. <laughs> you're like, I'm hiring someone as backup. <laughs>
1: yes. I was going to be like, well, I hope your kids can fend for themselves because I'm getting on my flight home. And they <laughs> I'll leave snacks. <laughs> yes, I will say the benefit. And I do think this goes into like the grandparent
0: mode versus when you're the one is at least us, well, most everybody, when mm-hmm. you're the young parents, you also are, like, typically scrimping and, like, you're not going to spend yes. for whatever as as frequently. But yes. when it's you're the special one, you're like, friggin', I'm not cooking. We're ordering pizza tonight.
1: Oh, yes. Everybody party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were like, you're so amazing. You made so many, like, fun outings. I just needed to get them out of the house.
0: Yes. Like-
1: <clears throat> And when I was the young mom, I I didn't like I had things on lockdown at home. So I knew how I knew we could survive at home and I had enough to keep them entertained or whatever. I avoided going places because it was going to be so much more work. Well, in this case, I was like. To the park. Everybody, let's go to the park because they were entertaining themselves because I don't know how to entertain children. Okay, I said it. If it doesn't involve an iPad or television (laughs) or maybe some coloring books, I do not know how to entertain children, nor did I ever. I never was that mom. Yeah. Sorry, kids. So, yeah, as grandparents and aunties and whatever, we get to – by McDonald's Happy Meals, guilt-free because we're not teaching them their eating habits.
0: That's right. That's very true. It's like, you know what? It's special when I'm here, so you get the special thing. <laughs> there's no rules. Okay, there's some rules, but there's no.
1: <laughs> yeah, there are very few rules, and yes. there are definitely not rules that are like this is going to shape the course of your life. Rules, because that's right. Yeah, at one point the the oldest they were tell, talking to the mom and dad, and she was like, "We had so much junk food." <laughs> I was like, shut up! Shut up! <laughs> You're like that's supposed to be between us. Yeah. But Thank God the parents were like, "It's so wonderful. Good job." Like, like oh. I'm sure I threw a carrot in there somewhere for sure. <laughs> anyway, oh point. Back to our point earlier of it's really hard to see yourself in the thick of it. Yeah. And I know that a lot of the people that listen to us were, like, older and on the other side. But we also have a lot of people that listen that are still in the thick of it. And, ooh, child, I see you today. (laughs) (laughs) But... Um, I also have a better understanding of, like, when we talk about some things, that feeling alone, that feeling, like, unseen by anyone and um, just in the trenches. Like, I, I definitely got a good flashback memory of how that feels. Yeah. Almost like a triggering but not in a bad way but you know like when you get thrown back into a situation you feel all of those feelings again I definitely had that a couple of times this week of like oh god I remember how this feels and yeah um I see you and I hope that um I don't know I hope we can find ways to to see ourselves in that Like, it's really on my heart to think about how do you see yourself in the, when you really, it's impossible to really, truly every day be at the top of the priority list. Like that's bullshit. That's not possible. No. And, but how do you still stay in touch with that person? And I don't know. Somebody needs to figure it out. <laughs> Seriously. Because our poor, our poor girls
0: are suffering. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, it's just it's so cool to have had that experience to say, like, I think because most people start from the shallow end and it gets more and more and more, right? You start with a baby and then you add and you add and you add. Mm-hmm. And so you don't give credit to, like, how... Truly exhausting. What yes. you're doing really is, and how much you're really, really doing. Yes. Um, and it's easy to downplay that because you just think, well, you just this is just what it is. You're yeah. just doing what life requires, right? And and that is true. You are, but there is no just about it. No, it is a lot and more than you give yourself credit for. 100% stamped approval. That's just the truth. Oh, man. (laughs) And we see you today. You are doing very hard, good, worthwhile, but damn exhausting things.
1: Yes. Imagine, okay, so I'm going, I'm just taking care of these people, keeping them alive. And then I was like, the mothers are also paying the bills. Thinking about the doctor's appointments, doing right. the like the not day in and day out, like shoveling of food in the mouth and that type of thing, but also thinking about and carrying the weight of the family on their shoulders. Yeah. And yes, many people have a partner who is also doing that, but it's still mentally taxing on your brain of that getting done. Yep. And I, it's beautiful that this this next kind of generation or half generation or whatever of couples divide the work a lot more than we did than I did for sure. um you know, like even with with this our family, um he comes home from working a full day and he does the grocery shopping and he does the cooking and he helps with the you know like they're very much partners, yeah at home. And it's incredible. Like I, I'm just, I'm so impressed that good job young women that you, right. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Like keep doing it. Keep, yes. keep demanding if that's what you have to do that the work gets shared because it is, it, there is nothing about, um, Needing your partner to come home from work or needing both of you to come home from work and continue to divide their responsibilities evenly. You have been working all goddamn day. Like, <laughs> oh, I want to go back and tell myself that. Like, you've been working all day, girl. It is okay yeah, to ask or expect or... Divide the responsibilities evenly for the rest of the night. There's no shame in that. It's not someone coming home and helping you and bailing you out. It is someone coming home and doing their fucking job. And (laughs) it's okay.
0: Right. Yeah. The same expectation that is put on you is also on them. Yeah.
1: Right. Because it's so like,
0: well, but I've been home.
1: Yeah. You've been home. Doing all the things. Yeah. If someone (laughs) came to you tomorrow and said, hey, you don't have to stay home anymore. You get to go put on makeup and go go talk to adults and make adult decisions and go out to lunch. And would you take that? Hell yes, you would. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. And it is still
0: work. It is different, Absolutely. but you're right. There are those things where you don't, it wasn't until I was on that side of things mm-hmm. that I did realize like, Oh, you know, I get to sit. Now, this isn't totally true because I, as a hairdresser, you're shoveling yeah. food in between, whatever. But traditionally, like at some point, if you were on a workday, you get to sit down and just eat your food. Yes. Like, you are not, you know, like maybe grabbing a bite whilst finishing another sandwich whilst wiping another what have you and yes. getting, like, you know, or multi-dial. Like, yeah. okay, I restarted the dryer as I'm emptying the dishwasher and I'm fixing dinner, and, you know, like the...
1: Well, let's just be real. Your lunch consisted of more than the crusts of the peanut butter sandwich that the kid wouldn't eat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: That's I don't know. Very
1: true. I... I have beautiful memories of that time for sure.
0: Yes. I think it's the yes. And because it, there are those moments where you're like, I didn't, you could say it both ways. I didn't get out of my pajamas all day. Yeah. Or I didn't get out of my pajamas all day. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's both, you know,
1: it's got its pluses and minuses. (laughs) And it's just so funny how you don't, realize what the pluses are until they're not really part of it anymore. You know, like, and it's not to say you, I'm sure in the moment you do recognize some of the benefits or the good parts or whatever, but there's something about that grass is greener on the other side thing that we're constantly battling. Yep. (coughs) Excuse me. Anyway, I know this is a jumbled mess of, I ne- I needed to verbally process what I've experienced this last week. But also, it has been so heavy on my mind of like, oh, girl, I see you. But also, and and for those of us who aren't in the thick of that anymore, I think why it was so profound to me was, and I'm just realizing this, is I was also seeing myself. I was seeing that younger me. Yep. and being like, oh. Yeah. I get it now. Mm-hmm. Don't be so hard on yourself. You were a good mom. Yeah. Like I get it. You were okay. And I kind of I needed that. I needed to um, I needed to be able to process like nope, I wasn't perfect. I threw a dinosaur that one day when I was so overwhelmed I threw <laughs> right, right upstairs. <laughs> Whoa, that was an outburst. But um, I see her, and she yeah. was doing her best, and she she was carrying a lot around, and yeah. she was still loving those babies, and giving them everything she could. Yeah. Yeah, but I see me.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Thank you for that. I, I feel that. It's good. Necessary.
1: Yeah, I guess sometimes we have to, in order to heal and go forward, we can also look back on that girl and validate her you know, mm-hmm. validate that feeling inside of us that was us and give ourselves permission, you know. Yep. Look at me just having my own therapy here in real time with myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh well on that note, I do also want to say I've received the most amazing, encouraging, relating messages after last week's show. Um I'm so grateful. Like, I'm just so grateful for the people who take the time and reach out. But that was especially, um, loving and encouraging. And just so many of the people who are like, oh my God, yes, I don't like, I relate so much or I don't know why I don't have the relationship with my parents that I wish that I did, but I'm going to dig in there or, you know, just whatever. And, um, Anyway, I'm just, I'm really grateful. I also feel it heavy on my heart. Sorry, Nicole, I'm just blabbering, but...
0: No, you're good. um, I I already blathered. You're good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, as we are kind of diving into these subjects, and I feel like really a lot of what we're talking about is helpful and important to us and from the feedback to a lot of other people. And... I, this last week, I, I've really been thinking about, um, this is hard. I don't know why this is so hard for me to say, but, um, if that means something to you, it would really mean a lot to have that. Like if, if you feel like it's something you want to share for you to share the podcast with other people. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I know we say all the time, like, Give us a rating or a review, or you know, interact with us, or you know, whatever. And that's just kind of what people say on a podcast or a YouTube or whatever. Um, but I really feel that like if there's if you're listening to this and there's somebody that comes to your mind of like, oh, I bet they would enjoy this, or this would mean a lot to them, or whatever. The only way like this really gets shared with other people is if the people who listen to it share it. I mean, I don't have the advertising budget to do whatever it is people do, but um, nor the desire. But I do want this to be a community where I've gone through a lot of shit in my life and I've always said it's okay because it's given me my story and it's given me something to share with people who might also need to hear it. And <clears throat> back in the day when I was blogging and there was, it was different because there was like almost immediate interaction, you know, people could comment and then somebody else would comment and there would be like conversations and the comments happening. And it was so cool because, it was a community of hundreds or, at you know, hundreds and hundreds of people and, like, communicating with one another. And it, it felt important. And it it was important. Like, to me, it was important at the time. We were all seeing each other in the thick of it. Right. Um, and it was very supportive to me. And, honestly, part of how I got through those days um, and it was funny because even this last week when I was babysitting, I had my group chat with my girlfriends. And at the end of the day, I would sit down and like text them and be like, Oh my God. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I still have that same support from most of those same people that were there when I was in the thick of it. It was amazing. Anyway. Um, but I, I feel like in the subject matter, especially lately and just what, Nicole and my commitment is to what this podcast means to us and what we want from it. I want that community to continue to grow and that circle of support to continue to grow. And in order for that to happen, we have to like share it and have more people involved in it. And I don't know how to recreate that camaraderie in the comments like in the days of mommy blogs obviously that's not something that you can do but i think it's more of um telling a friend like we're talking about this time of our lives and it's good subject matter and i don't mean just like inside of me i feel like i'm sounding so like self important um and that's not what i want but i do i want this i want this to be something that matters i want our story to matter and i guess that feels like asking people to share it and if it's if it's having any kind of impact to like tell your friends or whatever have a have a community community within yourself of um and let us be a part of it yeah I really stumbled over that that is a very humbling (laughs) this is a humbling conversation for me to have so it's hard but I don't know I just feel that desire so there it is it's good agreed
0: Agreed. I do struggle with this. The like, share your story. Like for myself, I was like, "Is there something to share? Mm-hmm. Is it like, does anybody give a rip? Is this right. so stupid? Is this right. just some kind of self-important, self-in like, I don't know, yeah. or or is it interesting? Do people care to do? Is it relatable? Is it
1: yeah. something
0: people want to know to feel even like? to know you more, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll
1: find out. We got <laughs> each other no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> we just keep showing up because I need to hear how your week went. So <laughs> yeah, it is
0: kind of funny. I was thinking it really is for us too. Like it really is just this like, we, this is our download. This is our like <laughs> discussing about our thoughts about the world and, you know, what's happening and what we think is important and yeah, what have you. So join us in yeah. that conversation.
1: It is our free therapy. Truth. <laughs> All well, righty. my friends, we love you. We love you. And we see you. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Cool, girl.
0: You got this. You got this. (laughs) Love you. Love you.